my angels, I'm back. I took a week off, but I'm back. And this is a brand new episode of the pod. Thank you for being here. And a happy belated Valentine's Day to all the lovers. Today's episode is going to be all about our romantic side, you as a partner, and all the different stages of you throughout your lifetime together with your partner, just how you present yourself in love and a romantic you. And when I think back to my own love story with my incredible husband, Tony, we met 10 years ago. And if I think about all the different versions that I've been throughout those 10 years, it's emotional. Um, sorry. Yeah, it's crazy to think about sticking with someone and standing by someone's side through all the different versions of them and how we can support each other and we're stronger together and how Tony has seen the absolute best and worst sides of me and now we have a kid together so now we're parents together and if I think about that I mean wow I got so emotional in this pot <clears throat> yeah just kind of crazy I, I mean we've moved across the country together we've had so many different jobs and goals and we've been in different cities and we did long distance dating which was a lot and definitely brings out some of the worst versions of you but yeah I just think there's a lot there and yeah, maybe it's going to be a little bit of a mushy, sappy episode, but let's roll with it. So yeah, I mean, I like to think about how to best communicate yourself and advocate for your needs and the compromises and the in and outs of navigating these different versions of ourselves with another person, um, your desires, like how to express yourself while in love and while still remaining true to yourself and how it can be really helpful and beneficial to have someone next to you and by your side to navigate all these different versions of yourself with and to evolve and how much change can happen throughout the years and you either just decide to keep working at that love and keep nurturing that relationship or the different yous start creating tension and that can lead to things like breaking up and divorce and co-parenting and all these other you know, versions of still a form of love, still falling in and out of love. And, you know, you have to learn how to express yourselves still. So, yeah, I think this could be an interesting topic. 
Um, I think that I like to think about all the physical little like tokens of love, all the little scraps, the mementos, the love letters, the photographs, the little pictures and frames, like they always say like the signs of life. I like to think about all the signs of love. When I look around my room, like there's so many things that are just reminding me of so many memories and things we've done together. And I have little, you know, Polaroid photos of Tony all over my desk and us in different places. I mean, we've traveled so many places together and I think it's crazy to realize how much experiencing different places together can transform you as a couple. Um, I'll give you a little bit of our backstory. Maybe this will be interesting, but Tony and I met on New Year's Eve 2013. So yeah, 10 years ago. Um, my band played a show at Tony's house. And when I look back, a lot of things were already sort of brewing. Like we had some mutuals and at the time Tony was working at a place that was connected to my roommate's job. So, you know, our paths had kind of crossed before that, but that night new year's eve was really like our first interaction and when we got each other's numbers and then we started texting and the early days are a bit of a blur i'm going to be honest because it's been so long and so many different iterations of us and our love has really existed since then but yeah i mean it's just it's crazy to think about like having a crush on someone consistently for that long and keeping the spark alive and now like navigating life as parents and parents of a toddler when we're both still trying so hard to pursue our own dreams and passions and yeah what it looks like to be married these days looks a lot different than it used to and having kids a lot of people like have kids and get married a lot later or they just don't these days and it feels like so oddly traditional that Tony and I are married and that we do have a baby because we're overall pretty non-traditional people but I think that we've really committed to each other and we really do support each other no matter what version we're bringing to the table and I know that you know speaking from a very vulnerable place Tony has really helped me navigate my mental health struggles has really helped me with navigating my life postpartum and is a wonderful partner in absolutely every regard but we still have a lot of tension and issues and things to resolve and figure out and I don't know there is no perfect relationship I think you really just have to commit to each other would be my number one sort of takeaway from let's see we got married in 2018 so it's been a few years of marriage and we have a two-year-old together 
I think that loving someone unconditionally has a lot to do with self-love, self-acceptance, self-compassion, you know, building yourself up through another person instead of finding validation externally. I think a lot of my friends, unfortunately, haven't found equals. And I feel like Tony is an equal to me. And never once have I had to stifle any amount of myself around my partner. And I think that's super important. Like, being completely super authentic and genuine to yourself in a relationship is I think one of the best ways to guarantee that it's more sustainable. I think when you're trying to put on different facades and maybe embracing less authentic versions of yourself is when you can get into a lot of trouble down the line because it will inevitably catch up with you, you know? And... I think that a lot of times it would be easier if I was less ambitious and was able to just sort of fit into the groove of our life together. And I cause a lot of resistance in our day-to-day because of a lot of things, because of anxiety, because of depression, because of maybe lack of self-awareness and lack of self-esteem that I'm trying to figure out. Because I think that when you have a partner who's super dynamic, as I do, you can sort of fall second fiddle and lose some parts of yourself. Because I'm very mutable. I'm very easily complacent person sometimes even as harsh as that sounds where I will sort of be agreeable just because you know I don't know is it some form of apathy perhaps I don't know but I can sometimes allow other people's visions and dreams to be higher priority than my own And I think that's a big struggle in my relationship and something that we actively work on because on the flip side, I am also a super dynamic partner and can probably be polarizing to the external eye. You know, maybe it can be hard to see my strength sometimes because I'm a little headstrong and I think I have a hard time of putting on that face in front of my partners you know whether it's friends or family in the way that is sometimes necessary because it is sometimes necessary to read the room and have you know awareness of social cues And not always bring 100% of yourself to every situation, which is something I'm also actively working on right now because you got to self-preserve, you know? And it's hard to know 
how to show up for your partner in a way that is authentic to yourself. Because sometimes, you know, in situations, a holiday party, a lunch with a relative, a, I don't know, a work event, whatever, where you sort of have to be on like your best behavior around your partner's people, their friends, their family, their coworkers, whoever, whoever you're trying to like schmooze with. I do have a lot of difficulty with that because I always just want to be super you know, unfiltered. And that is one of the biggest lessons in being a partner is figuring out how to bring the best you to situations and not, you know, be selfish. You know, in a word, (laughs) you have to be selfless because a partnership should be rooted in equality and 50-50 you're both bringing something to the table and ideally it's pretty equal. So in our case right now, one of our biggest struggles is finances, figuring out how to navigate Tony's really busy work schedule with me trying to watch our kid. And it's like, do I allow Tony to shine so that Madonna can have my undivided attention But then how long does that last, you know, without me feeling like I'm muting certain parts of myself? And yeah, so there's a lot there. Um, I really would love to have Tony back on the pod so we can talk about this stuff together. But tonight I really just needed to connect with myself about all this and just take some time alone and away from my daughter and my husband because I get a lot of clarity when I'm by myself and that helps me be a better partner, a better mom, a better wife, you know, when I can sort of like pause, reset, reflect and bring a more intentional version of myself to the table. Something else I wanted to talk about was styling our love because we eloped and I feel like when I look back at the pictures from that and the menu from that and everything, it's like that was such a me and Tony day, weekend, whatever, trip. And I think it's like really important to have like an aesthetic in love and know you know, how to capture that, capture that mood. Uh, I could talk about our wedding altar where we had a bunch of photos and candles and crystals and special little mementos. Like, it's really important, I think, to save things that remind you of important moments throughout your relationships, like movie stubs or little Instax photos. I have a bunch of those that I'm looking at right now. Or, you know, 
little matchbooks from when you go out on dates at little fancy restaurants or, you know, books that Tony's got me, jewelry that Tony's got me. It's just nice to have visual representations of love. I think it makes it more powerful and it's easier to tap into that nostalgia, you know, and yeah, so just, I don't know, like play with that. Like maybe you want to do a photo shoot together or maybe you want to throw a dinner party together or, you know, something like that where you're sort of like, okay, like let's curate a mood. mood. Like we have some playlist from our wedding. Like it's just like such a romantic energy that I think is just, yeah, it's like important to cultivate all those different representations of you in love. And and to think about what it it feels like to be in love with you. You know, that's another way of looking at it. Like you as a partner, how do you step up? to that role and what does that role look like for you and do you do well at that role do you like that role is it something that doesn't naturally flow are you better alone are you asexual do you never want to have a partner like that's totally cool I think it's just about recognizing what you want and need and desire and then trying to find that either in another person or in a few other people or find it in yourself. Like what I was talking about earlier, like the more inner work that you're doing, building up your self-compassion and self-love energy, that is only going to benefit your relationship. If I'm feeling good in my own mind, body, spirit, I'm going to be a better lover. I'm going to be a better partner. I'm going to be able to have the clarity to recognize like, oh, my partner's struggling. I need to be there for them and not just suck up all the air in the room with my own problems, you know? So yeah, I think a lot of it is about staying resilient and working on Trust, trusting yourself and trusting others and just committing to showing up for your partner every single day as if it's the first or last day together, you know, bring the energy and love and playfulness and spark of the first day and the devotedness and gratitude of your last day together you know like not to be morbid but yeah it's the more you can stay present and the more mindfulness you practice the more you can appreciate your partner and that sort of really helps like dispel a lot of the tension in a moment when I can just have a lot more you know, eternal gratitude or 
you know, overall just, yeah, I mean, being grateful for a person showing up for you in love is a really good way to combat those feelings of, you know, petty day-to-day minutiae. Because, like I said, I've been married for years. It's hard. It's a lot of time and commitment and practice and fighting and making up. And compromise, it's definitely a lot of compromise. I think that it allows me to be different versions of myself, which can be really useful, you know? I think that the longer time that I spend alone is not necessarily for the best. And I always joke, like, I wish I had more time alone, like, I wish I lived alone. I wish I could just be alone because I do very much so enjoy it. And I am very introverted, but I thrive when I'm happy with my partner and with my baby, like when we're a family unit. I thrive harder there than I ever do alone. You know, I have more magnetic and vibrancy then than I ever do when it's just me because it feels good to be loved unconditionally and to be seen and to be supported and like I mentioned like especially postpartum that connection is so intensified and you're bonded literally till the end of time in such a powerful way, such a physical manifestation of your love, like speaking of these little mementos, these little photos, like a child, it's insane. And yeah, I think that you can really lose a lot of the romance there, but you gain so much respect. And it's just such a more dynamic version of yourselves now and it becomes a lot less about the initial attraction and a lot more about how can you show up for this person each and every single day and not only just this person but now dependents you know and pets and we live with family members so it's like the different extensions of yourself that the love requires really does start you know reinforcing a different element and yeah I mean it sounds cliche but I'm definitely more in love with Tony than I ever was so I only have eyes for you Tony Mont I love you I'm sure you're listening and if you're not what are you even doing? <laughs> anyway, another short and sweet one. I really like these like 25-minute-ish eps because I think the idea of a 45-minute to an hour episode for me just feels like a lot right now because I'm still working on this album and 
I'm still a full-time mom and I'm still hustling with vintage. All these different versions that I'm trying to balance. And again, a wife, a partner. It's, it's a lot to bring to the table every day. But this podcast makes me feel really happy and really does help me evaluate what is important and what I need to prioritize more and less of and prioritizing my love, my family for me is paramount. It is number one. And when I think of all the things that I have sacrificed along the way for that, it's nothing compared, you know? So I am a hopeless romantic. I definitely do love love. And we had a great Valentine's Day. We weren't alone. Again, it was definitely less romantic than it used to be, but we hung out with my brother-in-law and his girlfriend and me and Tony and our baby. And then we all went to Topanga Canyon and had fun there because I love it there so much. Ate really well, walked around, you know, did some shopping So, and then we went and had dinner at our favorite Japanese restaurant with a group of people and celebrated with some other couples. So, yeah, we had fun, and I hope you had a great Valentine's Day, whether or not you have a partner, because like I said, that self-love, raising your self-esteem, embracing radical self-acceptance, that layer and that level of consciousness is so crucial to being in love and I work every day on that because there is no relationship without that you know no matter what your love language is you need to be connecting with what makes you feel happy and lit up and giving yourself love unconditionally even though it feels super foreign and awkward to me a lot of the time and I've talked to a lot of my friends about this and especially my mom friends I think it's so hard because it's so easy when you look at your kid to be like you know I would never want Madonna to speak negatively about herself and I would only want her to have so much self-love and then for me it's a struggle and you're like what is that disconnect and I think it's just you show up every day it's a muscle you every day give yourself grace you give yourself respect you listen to your own desires you try to honor what you need even if it is silly or unrealistic you know And I think I'm working really hard on that right now. And I am really proud of myself for all the stuff I've been doing lately. All the meditation. I just finished up the self-compassion pack, which I've already done many times. But on Headspace, shout out to Headspace. It is such a good little, it's like I think 30 days course maybe less um I think it's like three 10-day packs though but where you just sort of are really you know 
reaffirming yourself and showing up for you. And I think that that's so intrinsically linked to you as a partner because you can't show up for someone if you're not showing up for yourself. You know, it sounds trite, but it's obvious and true. So anyway, I love you guys and I love connecting to this community and again, just thanks for being here. So this concludes today's up. another podcast of the many versions of you has been recorded and hope you enjoyed it. Ciao for now. A presto.